0: Welcome to the Orient Outlook Podcast, sponsored by Town & Country, Harlow, with myself, Steve Lusbaum, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Stand Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o, it's Mr Paul Levy.
1: Thank you very much indeed. Hello everybody, welcome back. This is episode number 292. We are fast uh, approaching the 300 mark, which will be a real landmark for us. Thanks to everyone who tuned into our show last week on Bank Holiday Monday. We had uh, a bit of a bumper one there because there was three games to review. But this week, we've got two games to review. We're just very, very briefly going to look back over the Oxford game in the Papa John's Trophy. Uh, We've also got deadline day, transfer deadline day. uh, And perhaps we can have maybe a quick overview of the the signings that we've done uh, this summer so far. So without further ado... Let's just crack on with this week's show.
0: And as always, we start with a word from our sponsor. We absolutely do. So covering London, Essex and Hertfordshire, town and country Harlow estate agents are run by two orient season ticket holders and run by fellow fans. And with the podcast have already helped dozens of people move home. And the best bit is they offer all orient fans and stuff discount from their already competitive fee. So if you're thinking of selling your property or just curious as to its value, you can save yourself a few hundred quid Keep it in the Orient family by giving them a call. There's two numbers here. First up is 1279 883 or on 07528-471-497. So two numbers for you there. Or you can contact the team. They can be found on Twitter at T&C Harlow or you can find one of the directors, uh, O's fan, Charlie Paul, on his Twitter handle which is Charlie underscore Paul which is p double O. Le and town and country don't just sell houses; they change lives. They absolutely do. So, uh,
1: three pieces uh, Sorry, uh, let's move on as always to the supporters' club. Two trips to tell you about this week. First up, Rochdale. Uh, the coaches are going to be leaving at midday for a seven forty-five kickoff. That's happening on Tuesday. The 13th of September. The cost for adults is £42. Concessions are £39 and under-16s cost £21. So repeat that once again. Rochdale away, Tuesday the 13th of September. Uh, coaches are leaving at midday for a 7.45 kick-off. And then on Saturday the 24th of September, the long, long trip up to Barrow, that's going to be leaving the Supporters Club at half-past seven in the morning. Adults for that are £43, concessions are £40 and under-16s are £22. There. And remember, those prices do not include your matchday ticket. You need to buy them separately. So to book on for any of these trips or any of the future Supporters Club trips, um, you can go into the Supporters Club on a match day, or you can call the travel line on 07 507
0: so that was the Supporters Club update. A few bits in AOB uh, this week. Some sad news uh, on the first two. We've just learned of a passing in the Orient family. So thanks to Grant Conway, who's just sent us a message as we record this. So Paul Workman, also known as Slim Shady, which was his Twitter handle, was a lifelong supporter. He's passed away Earlier, after a short illness, he was a lifelong O's fan of approximately 40 years and he attended around 90% of Orient Games home and away and was a season ticket holder in the East End. So, we just want to send our condolences to his wife Jan and his family and friends. So, really sad news about Paul there, also which we had lined up before the podcast started. We were sad to hear of the passing of Alan Parry as well. So, we also send our condolences. To Alan's family and friends, as well as Paul. So, some really sad news this week in the Orient family. I don't exist anyone who knew either Paul or Alan. Absolutely. But we are delighted to be able to confirm that the
1: fan who was taken ill at the Tranmere game is feeling much better now, thanks to the medical team in the ground who were absolutely superb. She is looking forward to being back in the South Stand soon, and we thank her brother Jamie, who got in touch to let us know as he wanted to. Uh, pass on uh, that us to pass on that information on behalf of a number of fa- uh, friendly fans who had inquired uh, about her, so uh, we wish your sister a full and speedy recovery. Thanks for getting in touch with us jamie thanks grant as well we're, we're sorry that this isn't better news to bring you at the top of the show, but um, uh, at least there's a, a shining light here that jamie's sister's going to be going to be fine and hopefully back in the the ground very soon
0: yeah thanks to Jamie for his message and echo what Paul said there so let's do the week that was then so like Paul mentioned at the top of the podcast we last recorded on Monday so it's a fairly short week that was from Tuesday so let's go to Tahuay Tuesday the 30th of August and the under 17s took on West Ham in the under 17s London Cup narrowly lost the game by goal they lost 1-0 so we'll say unlucky there So the Yonos, yeah, and then
1: the main event of the day was the Papa John's Trophy, Uh, well, main event for for some, not all, (laughs) Uh, still debate about this cup, it was Oxford United away obviously, Uh, Richie Wellens named Sam Sargent in goal, Sweeney, Thompson, Ogie, Wood at the back, Obiero, Clay, Brown, Georgiou, Smith and Satoriu made up the remaining starting eleven. Vigarou, James, Happy, El Mazzuni, Smith, Drinnen and Kelman were like listed on the subs. Yeah, that meant
0: there were eleven changes for the O's team that beat Hartlepool in the league on the previous Saturday. Aaron Dryden and his returned to the squad following his pre-season injury, whilst our League One opponents made only four changes. <coughs> Yeah. to their start to line up your views on that team Mr Levy I had a feeling that there would be a number of changes I didn't think there would be a wholesale change
1: to it though when I was putting I know Fan Hub didn't um, apply on that yeah. but when I was shuffling my team about I was like no he's not going to change it that much but obviously he wanted to use it as a way to get squad players time um, I didn't really have an expectation I'm really not that fussed yeah. about this I think like many I think some a little bit Nonplussed by it or have their reasons for it, but you know, my main focus is really us getting out of this league this season. Nice little FA Cup run would be great, but yeah, um, yeah, was, was a bit surprised that he made so such, such a big change
0: for me. I um, I thought he was going to yeah. do a complete 11 change because we're doing so well in the league, and as players, who have been on the boundaries of the squad. I wasn't really um surprised, I was more surprised at the strength of Oxford If you yeah. watch, I watched the football league show. Every like Sunday morning or Saturday evening, and <coughs> when I saw people like Brannigan, who's like their number eight, who should be in the championship, and people like Matty Taylor lining up for them in the team, I was a bit like eyebrows raised, thinking, "Well, they're obviously going to go for it." So, yeah, no complaints from me for that one. A few tweets uh, came in when the team was announced. Dave M one eight one two, so definitely the B or even the C team this evening. But pleasantly surprised how strong our squad looks overall, and it's great to see. Drynan on the bench. Yeah, Orient Fan TV said, good to see fringe
1: players getting a run out. We will need them over the course of the season, and also pleased to see Drinan back.
0: Yeah, Gorillas 1985 said, wow, last season at 11 could have been our starting 11 in the league. When everyone is fit, we have a great squad. Plus, Drynan on the bench is a massive lift. So like Paul said, we're not really bothered about this. We're going to go. very Very briefly very briefly so over to Billy Legando
1: so the match kicked off with the O's behind just four minutes in as Bodin swung in a free kick Mersinio arrived at the back post to nod home from close range chances for both teams followed in the third minute of additional time Um, in the first half Oxford made it 2-0 through Brannigan as the ball was half cleared and he exchanged passes with Bate before firing into the top corner from 20 yards, which is
0: how the half finished. Yeah, so 2-0 to Oxford. Sweet half-time came in from Magic underscore John He said Obiero will get more chances. as He has quality, but he's a long way off at the moment. I think alone and week-in, week-out games would do him the world of good as off the ball he's lost. Pointless one-off game anyway. Attendance announcing at 1,300. And seventy four with one hundred and thirty two O's fans making the journey to Oxford. Fair play. Well played, yeah.
1: Yeah. Second half kicked off. No further substitute. No, sorry, no substitutions for the O's. And in the fifty seventh minute, it was three 0 as Harry's Henry's corner was flicked towards the goal by Taylor. Joseph got the final touch from a yard out. In the sixty sixth minute, it was four 0 as from an Oxford corner, Finley darted towards the near post and flicked his header into the far corner
0: yeah 67th minute or so Idris El and Tom James come on for Craig Clay and Conor Wood well, Saturi was booked in the 69th minute when he had a word with the ref for not getting the penalty and then Richie Willis was booked in the 72nd minute Dryden made his long awaited return from injury he replaced Saturi two minutes later in the 74th minute and in the 84th minute Oxford got their fifth of the game as Taylor Taylor pounced on an under hit back pass rounded Sergeant as he tucked the ball into the net and the match finished 5-0 Matt Harold did the post
1: match. Uh, very brief. That's obviously on um, YouTube and the club's website at the moment. But just very quickly, he said we're frustrated with the manner of the defeat, but we'll look our wounds and look forward to Saturday.
0: Yeah. So your views, brief views on the yeah. uh, defeat
1: to Oxford. Obviously, it wasn't televised. Obviously, uh, I didn't go. But regardless of how you feel about this competition, this is a good opportunity for those who need minutes. To get competitive minutes. From what I've read and heard, and obviously from what we've just read back, you know, for, for me, the back four, I don't, sorry, from what I've read and what I've heard, I don't think the back four was set up right. Um, I think Thompson was at right back with Shad and Jaden Sweeney in the centre and Conor Wood at left back, which doesn't make sense to me because Jaden Sweeney's not, to me, a centre back, a, a natural centre back, and Adam Thompson, who is a natural centre back, was put at right back. Um, so, And it obviously doesn't help that you've got 11 players that haven't really trained together yeah. and, and played together before. So I wasn't expecting miracles here, but I also wasn't expecting a 5-0 thumb either, to be honest. I, f- I actually think some of the goals that we conceded were a bit embarrassing to, to concede as a professional football team. Granted, Oxford were strong. They, they put a very strong side out. And that just shows you, obviously, you know the gap between yeah, them in League 1 and, and our second string in, in, in League 2. So maybe I'm just being a little bit overly critical, um, but regardless of the setup, I don't think some of those goals should have been conceded. And I think performances, for me, could have been better.
0: For you? Not really fussed about it, got to be honest. Surprised at how easily the score suggests the game was. I think at 1-0, we had a few chances to equalise, didn't take him, and I think the second goal on the stroke of half-time is the killer, Yeah, really. Uh don't think the defeat would affect their momentum in the league. As I say, it's a completely different eleven, so I don't think that was going to ever throw us off our league run. Uh, so, yeah, brief from me, on to Saturday we go. Yeah, That was all I had to say yeah. on that one. So, a huge amount of views came after this match. Surprisingly, because um, we always put out tweets asking for views, still get a lot back after a game of this like unimportance. Uh, so, it was great <laughs> to see that. Just because we read some of these... It doesn't mean we agree with them. So Alan Reeves too said, started it off, said, said it before, it must be so demotivating for players being picked in competitions that we do not care about. Players know we don't care, so it's impossible for them to care. If this was a league game, I'm sure they'd have performed much better. It's an interesting
1: point. Les k 52 said, makes me laugh. Before tonight's game, everyone's saying, well, it's only a meaningless game, it doesn't matter, we're better off out. We get hammered and all of a sudden <laughs> it matters. Great
0: spot, Les. Good point from left. Dave KS 007 it's always difficult for players who don't normally play together but basics not being done is unacceptable spot on Richie Williams has learnt a lot this evening yeah Steve Chaplin and and
1: I guess also to the point that these 11 we're not going to get 1 to 11 injuries so we're not going to have a whole squad out and then replaced by this squad we have got players who are very capable and in and around the first choice 11 I don't see a problem but if we were reliant on this team to be our first eleven yeah, of we, we we'd have massive problems. Steve Chaplin 4 said they had four changes from Saturday, we had eleven. It was therefore always going to be difficult for effectively a League Two reserve team to compete against a League One first eleven. Some comedy defending didn't help the cause, but having said that we should have scored one or probably two goals. Good point. To yeah, your from point Steve, I mean, yeah. I mean.
0: Ian Hutchinson eight So tonight just confirms what most of us have been saying for weeks now. Outside the first twelve or fourteen players, the rest are there just to make up numbers. Let's just open parade, we don't suffer with lots of injuries at any one time. And on to Saturday, we are top of the league. Yeah. Pandemonium
1: 1881 said, never good to lose, no matter what the team, what the opponent, or what the cup is. But they changed four apparently, we changed eleven. They are one division above. It's concerning, but not overly concerning. The second string couldn't put up more of a fight. But when two, when one or two have come in, they will likely look more comfortable in a better side in a game that means far more. Frustrating, we lost, and want to win every game we play. But if we went out this competition, it's not life or death.
0: Good tweeter from yeah. Matt. There, Soviet Johnny seventy-seven. Another new you Twitter one. handle. Welcome, welcome to the podcast at Oxford's Hate this cup seriously. They reached the final in consecutive seasons in two two 2016 and 2017. And we don't. I think we have the right priorities. League is far more important. I absolutely. absolutely agree with you there, Johnny. Ed Jones,
1: 1976, gets the penultimate word this week. He said, even though it was the Pizza Cup, concerned that they that beyond the first 11, the quality isn't there. The Sweeney experiment at centre-back fouled
0: and Harry really
1: struggled. Don't care about the result. Just disappointed with the performance, which
0: is fair comment. If I comment, the final word on Oxford goes to Seb Kane, who said, "I think what we can take from this game is that one or two of these players filling in for the first team is fine, but many more than that, and we will get found out, I fear." So let's just hope the majority stay fit. Absolutely, I think that's a fair point and sums it up quite well. Carol langley Flores, then prediction
1: league. Uh, let's give an update on that. Carol langley Flores are an established business. Based in Chingford, specialising in bespoke flowers sourced from the finest growers in the world. From a simple thank you to a tailored wedding or event package, they are here to help you. To get in touch with John and the fantastic team uh, of experienced florists, you can get in touch with them directly 0208 529 4130 or you can contact uh, them on social media, on Twitter. They're at Carol e 4 or at Essexbiz. Um, on Twitter as well uh, they're also on Instagram Carol Langley Florist and Facebook just search Carol Langley Florist they're also offering a 15% uh, discount to all Orient fans and staff which could give you a really big saving on your event or on, on your wedding uh, whatever it may be but there was only one correct prediction on this this is outrageous Jack Char 500 gets three points and we'll do a top of the table prediction league roundup at the end. I mean, that's absurd to guess 5
0: nil. It is well done to Jack this. So let's move on into Wednesday, the thirty first of August. The club announced that it'll be holding its first international day on Saturday, the 15th of October. So this is going to be a new yearly initiative and it will offer fans overseas the chance to come to Leighton Orient and see firsthand what makes the O so special with an agenda packed full of unique. And intimate experiences. You want to give, give me your views on that one? Because I can see you <laughs> smirking away there.
1: Uh, I mean, it's it's a first of a new yearly initiative. I mean, let's be honest. When you look into the detail, it's a nice program for someone, but it's three hundred quid for the day, on top of flights and on top of accommodation. All right, granted, it includes a ticket to sit in the uh, West Stand in the Justin Edinburgh West Stand. But that's really for me. That's really a really strong price point. Again, obviously, I've got nothing to compare it to. But when yeah. you look down the agenda, what it really is is tickets to the to the West End and like the meal in the evening and and, and some refreshment. Oh, there's a lunch I think as well. The I'm, look the the club. I'm I'm being uber critical here. I, I appreciate that the club have to be creative to generate more income, funds yeah. and, and income and think of different ways like we've got the Papa John's third dugout that's in you know gained quite a lot of traction on social media that's that's interesting other than doing the standard hospitality stuff and the kit sponsors and the match ball sponsors and the game sponsors and all of that I, I get that but I can't help but think that this is not going to work because I, I just feel it's quite a stretch when you're thinking that people have got accommodation and and, and flights I, I can't see anyone other than the familiar kind of orient faces who will want to go to the dinner with the coaches in the evening um, and maybe have lunch in hospitality and those that have got that level of disposable income given the financial yeah, state that, that most point. people are watching pennies and not flying and not going on holidays and stuff like that
0: and saving I imagine <laughs> it's come from the overseas meeting the board had with fans. I'd imagine you're right. But yeah, it's it's a lot of money. It'd be interesting to see the take up on that. Um, yeah, but I guess I guess we will see. Yeah it'd be interested to know the outcomes yeah, yeah. So today new month day. that. Absolutely we will. Thursday the first of September, busy day, transfer deadline day, two incomings, one outgoing. So first up, midfielder Stephen Duke McKenzie arrived on a season long loan from QPR me. Hadn't heard of him previously. Nice clips in the video, though. Yeah, he knows where the net is yeah. in the National League, certainly. Done one well at Torquay yeah. last season. Could be a useful squad player. Looks more of an attacking player to me, although I think Richie said he was like more of a utility player. Or Martin said he can play like in numerous Both positions. Yeah. So, not bad for a squad player. Let's see on that one. You? Yeah,
1: same. I completely agree. Some QPR fans were saying him and Kelman linking up would be a really big positive and he's obviously now the third QPR link that we've got after Paul Smith, Charlie Kelman, yes. um and and now him. So we've clearly got a good link randomly with, with, with well, random to us that don't know what goes on behind the scenes, to QPR. And and look, if we're getting some really bright talent, you know, Charlie Kelman was originally from South End. Um but but yeah, if this lad and, and Charlie, I think I think, Martin, I think Martin said that Charlie
0: was banging on his door saying you've got to sign this guy. I think Martin Ling said he, they know a few people at QPR and when they spoke to Charlie about Stephen, he said yeah, like right, absolutely, yeah, go for it. So okay, we'll see how Stephen Duke McKenzie does, obviously we wish him the best. We had a few tweets actually uh, on Stephen, Wilco 300 said a bit underwhelming. 22-year-old, no league experience. But in reply, Steve
1: Diath1 said, seems a talented lad who will offer cover for Moncur competition in the squad, and get himself some league to appear, uh, lead to experience, and hopefully promotion on his
0: CV. Good luck for the season. Yeah. It's a fair point, Steve. Yeah, CLE3 underscore, highly rated by QPR and tall key fans after his stint the last season. Word of mouth reviews are a better reference point on his Wikipedia page, how old he is and how many senior starts he's made. Looks like a good signing potentially. Yeah, potentially. Nick Clark Ailes said played a few
1: cup games for QPR, which Wiki does not show. Supposed to be a tough midfielder. Richie Wellens has watched him, and in Richie, we trust.
0: Yeah, absolutely. In Richie, we trust. That's right. Indeed. they went to
1: watch him at Dagenham.
0: Yeah, that's Dagenham. And Ritchie. they said he was the best player on the on pitch. the pitch by far. By far, yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> it was an announced prior to a new arrival being revealed. Harry Smith had joined Exeter City on loan for the season. There is a recall option for the O's to recall him in January. Uh, Richie had to say Harry's injury in pre-season along with the injury to and meant that we had to dip into the transfer market. I love Harry to bits. He's a great lad and we know that he will score goals. We want to create a culture where everyone is happy and we understand that if there are sustained periods of time when Harry is not in the team, it'll be difficult for him. He wants to play football and I want to see him play football. We want to give him the best opportunity we can to score goals. But that's not to say in January we won't reconsider our options. So your views on the departure on loan of Harry Smith?
1: Yeah, a bit of a shame. He's a proven goalscorer at this level. I know he divides fan opinion. Um, I thought he was an alternative option for game management. But if he doesn't really suit the style that Richie wants to play, then he wants game time, then it's not fair to stand in his way. You know, won't forget that his contribution for us last season... You know, he started off firing on all cylinders, and I remember us having a uh, a conversation on the podcast when we signed him and Drinan that, that on paper they look terrible signings. What are we doing signing these these guys? They've got no real credibility, but yet him and Drinan coming in first half of the season, they're tremendous. All right, second half of the season, the whole team petered on, yeah. but by and large, he still contributed 13, 14, 15 goals last season for us, which isn't anything to be sniffed at and okay, maybe his slightly kind of relaxed attitude or or he gives off the impression that he's not interested or fussed, I think it's just a a misrepresentation of his character because I think he's actually a really nice guy and he actually cares. Yeah, yeah, other than that I think it's a bit of a shame but it suits both parties.
0: I think the way Richie plays with obviously Smythe and Theo out wide only leaves you one position. In effectively at number nine position, uh, and what you got Kelman, Drynan, Satiriu, Smith. And in the morning, we were being linked with two strikers that will come on too shortly. So you knew because we were being linked with two strikers, that someone was going to have to go, yeah, to make way. So when it was announced that Harry had left, I think I expected it. I think I saw that one coming, but I liked him, you know, 15 goals last season in all competitions. In what was, let's be honest, a horrible season, isn't a bad. Return. He's got mm. a few promotions on the CV. Be interested to see how he does at Exeter, because mm. Exeter aren't a long ball team, and you imagine he's better suited to a long ball team where they're going to pump it up and he can hold it up and get it into the box. But and that's not there. his game, though, is it? He's better with the ball to his feet. Well, he is, but that's effectively sometimes what I, I think Rishi's team are playing ball to feet more than the more the more Exeter do. So it's, it's an it would be an interesting one to see how that one um, pans out. Obviously, we wish him. The best of luck, but I guess with the form that Kelman is in, and obviously, Richie's spoken at length how much he likes Ryan and Effectively, Smith is like third choice, yeah. or maybe even fourth choice, which isn't good enough for his age and where he wants to be. Bear in mind, he's out contract in the summer, yeah, uh, as well. So, we'll wish him the best of luck. Then, last up, what we all thought was going to be the announcement of Luke Jeffcott from Plymouth <laughs> turned out to be the announcement that young striker Jaden Wareham has joined us on loan from Chelsea. For the rest of the season. So, I mean, I didn't know much about Jayden. Uh Happy to give him a shot without prejudging. I must say, I don't know if you watched it, I watched his interview. Yeah, I did. I thought that was a great interview. Speaks very well. Speaks very well. I didn't realise he'd been at Woking and then Chelsea had signed him from Woking. I thought Chelsea had loaned him out to Woking. No. no. So, the fact that he'd been released from a club, gone down the pecking order, gone to Woking... Uh, got the big move to Chelsea and actually trained with the first team in lockdown is really decent yeah. um, it's an not interesting sure journey. Yeah. how much game time he'll get but he seems hungry and he has desire so yeah I wish him the best of luck I do feel that he came into a very awkward situation because people were thinking it was Jeff Cott. obviously for some reason the club put out a teaser video of Star Wars and Luke Skywalker coming out of the fire so when that teaser video went out everyone That's Luke Skywalker. We're going to be signing Luke Jeffcott. Everyone obviously had made the wrong assumption. So when it turned out to be Jaden Wareham, everyone was disappointed. Effectively, because everyone thought you were going to get a player played at League One level with a pretty decent record. Actually, turned out he actually went to Swindon. Yeah, but that hadn't been announced until Jaden was announced. So I thought the club might have handled that one better because if they'd done a teaser tweet of, I know this kid firing goals for Woking and Chelsea and on, bloody hell that kid's alright instead everyone saw a video of Luke Skywalker went oh we're signing Luke Jeffcock from Plymouth amazing and now it's Jay and I was like oh, great kid yeah, it's a really good point but Stole I say, the kid's thunder thought his interview was bit. great so I'm more excited about that one now uh, yourself Mr Lee yeah
1: and I feel that yeah I think you hit the nail on the head absolutely spot on there the fact that he's come as a recommendation from John Terry yeah. at the academy as well I think holds a lot of clout and as Martin Ling uh, said in his club inter in his club interview, he said that he's played men's football. You know, he went from Woking to Chelsea, as you just mentioned. So he's been playing in the non non league. So he knows what at sixteen the, years old. he's sixteen, he was playing, yeah. What the cut and thrust of it is all about. So he's not totally green behind the ears. Um, so interesting signing. Be interested to know, as you've just said, we we play with Kelman up top, or we'll play potentially Drinnen up top, or. Saturio up top. Or, or I know he likes to play him out wide, but potentially there. So just a question of when and where will Jaden get his opportunity to shine? And and Monkeau, um playing so well, and, and where will Stephen Duke McKenzie get an opportunity to shine? Maybe Prattley, but then you've then got Jordan Brown and Craig Clay ahead of him. So they're interesting questions that that uh, and problems that. Um, Richie Wellens will have to, I think over, to think about. I think
0: over the course of the season, there's always going to be injuries and suspensions. Always. That's bound to happen. Well. Kelman will get injured. or hit a purple patch. and hope not. but given giving injury record. It's likely to get injured again. So mm. two, like, you just never know what's going to happen. Satiru so well. is injured again at the moment, isn't he? Obviously, we'll come onto that, which effectively pushes wearing up. And obviously, now you can make more subs in the game as well yeah. so Richie's spoken about his desire to make more subs during games and why wouldn't you bring on a fresh legs with 20 minutes to go right. and have a, a tired forward so we might see these players more than what we what we think we might but happy with that addition and we're still picking up
1: yellow cards like they're going out of fashion at the minute so yeah. you're probably right um, we didn't make a note of this but something I wanted to mention <clears throat> was the general transfer obviously we include
0: the whole summer yeah, of course. Uh, about this thoughts on outside amazing transfer window I mean I think if people don't count Theo Archibald as an I signing I absolutely do I he do. was an Lincoln player he went back so Theo Archibald yeah. yeah league one ready ticks the box for me George Moncur yeah. league one ready absolutely ticks the box for me yeah. Idris El Mazzouni absolutely ticks the box Rob Hunt ticks the box Charlie Kelman I think as I said I'm one of Charlie Kelman's biggest fans here ticks the box for me so really happy with who we signed in addition to Wareham and uh, and Jude McKenzie, McKenzie, I think it's been great. Something I did note in this is that site January transfer window, and probably start of every transfer window, Nigel Travis has done an interview for the YouTube channel and spoke about the desire to be aggressive, which has been misconstrued down in January, and they've spoken about desire. This time, you may have noticed it, or not Bald haven't done anything. They've been very quiet. They've just let Richie go and do what he's needed to do. They've mm. not come out and said anything. I mean, that may have been a lesson learned the well, last Ken transfer came window at the start of the season. Yeah, but, but, bit, but officially, officially they're getting yeah. very quiet in which I think has actually worked in their favour this time. They've just given Martin the tools to go on and do what he's done and apart from Martin doing a video and that video actually isn't on YouTube. It's that Martin video is only on the website if you want. So people might not watch that. So if you haven't, there's a good nine, ten minute video with Martin Ling talking about the transfer window deadline day and the reasons for signing uh, the two loan players and letting Harry Smith go on loan which is only available I think on the website which gives some great context into uh, the thinking there and Martin's thoughts behind the window. But yeah for me a totally positive window it's taken what's been a very average League two side and you know we mentioned incomings outgoings. There's been lots of outgoings, players like uh, Otis Khan. Yeah besides signed
1: uh Georgia as well. Yeah Georgia well as well radar.
0: Georgia as well who we can't even get in the in the squad. squad. You know yeah. and in that interview with Martin Ling said he also said Conor Woods and Georgiou, they'd be open to loan offers for them. So, so why have we signed
1: Georgiou if we're then just going to straight load him out, bearing in mind he'd had like the longest trial in world
0: football? That I mean, That's a question for when Martin Link comes on the podcast. We look forward at some point to Martin, or Richie, coming on the podcast soon, um, to ask them, ask them that question. But in terms of the squad now, you know, and I think Martin said it, it's definitely the best squad we've had yeah, since, since Nigel and Ken have been... At the club, you look at that first eleven, and for me, I think we've said enough and enough tweets. Keep, keep that the league f- one. keep that first eleven fit. They'll walk it to That's League right. One this season. So yeah, all in all, very happy that transfer window. Right. So strongly
1: agree. I strongly agree. I think we've definitely improved the starting eleven. I think that we are now very much League One ready. I can't believe we've got Paul Smith. I can't believe we've got George Moncur. Idris El mazzouni is is a brilliant, brilliant signing. And like you say, Rob Hunt is a good. Very good left back at our level. Um, no doubt that he will help help keep some, some more clean sheets. We've got arguably the top keeper in the division. Yeah. Tom James, arguably one of the best right backs in the division. Signed
0: sign to your contract in the summer.
1: That's right, Yeah. an upgrade on there. Um, so I, again, it's just like you said, the most important thing is keeping the players fit and I like the fact that we're taking the Monkers off and the Pratties off and the Smiths off, resting them because you know we're at a point where we can and importantly, we've got good replacements for them to come in and to do a different job or to change or affect the game. So from that perspective, I couldn't be happier and I have full confidence in Richie. and Richie was very complimentary about um, Martin and, and Fozzy and the Scouts and the, scouts yeah. and the um, analytical guys. So it's a real team effort there, a real team effort, and they seem to have scouted and done very, very well. Um, so
0: yeah, very pleased
1: there. And yeah, let, let's see what happens.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's so there we go. It's a very happy duo Orient Outlook Podcast Hour. So let's move on into Friday, the 2nd of September. And the Academy were in action in the afternoon against Brentford. I'll cover this one very briefly, Brentford took the lead early on. But we equalised through Clements. And shortly after, Pegram gave us the lead. And that's how the half ended, with the young O's winning 2-1.
1: Yeah, an entertaining second half ensued as Orient uh, created some good chances. But Brentford equalised in the 73rd minute. After some good high pressing. But with less than 10 minutes to go. Francis scored the winning goal for the O's. Thanks to good work from Pegram and Avgustidis. So the match ended 3-2 to the young O's. Who got their season off
0: to a winning start. You have pronounced that name beautifully. Yes. Well done. Bearded Lejande. So moving on in to Saturday the 3rd <laughs> of September. main event was Tranmere Rovers mm. at home. Before the game as always. We ran a Twitter poll to find out how you thought the O's would we'll get on this one. We had 256 votes, not bad at all. 14% of you thought the O's would lose, 21% thought the O's would draw, 65% of you thought the O's would win this one. As always, a massive thank you to everyone who voted out. A very confident Orient fan base for this one as well. As always, yeah. So at 2 o'clock, the team was announced with
1: Lawrence Vigarou in goal, James Beckles happy in You back four, Pratley, El Mazzuni, and Moncur. Uh, with Saturio Smith and Kelman up top. Sergeant Thompson, Brown, Clay, Duke McKenna, Wareham and Drinham were listed on the subs.
0: Yeah, that meant there was one change from the team who beat Hartlepool in the league the week before as Raw Satoru replaced the injured Theo Archibald whilst transfer deadline day signings. Duke McKenna and Jaden Wareham took their place on the bench as did Aaron Dryden for the first time in the league this season as Shadogi was left out of the squad. But however, he did make the bench to Adam Thompson was withdrawn following the warm-up. So, your views on the starting team, Mr Levy? Yeah, Yeah, great side. No need to change uh, a
1: winning side, as I've always said, unless you really have to. Great depth on the bench now. It's really starting to, you know, we've really got that shape now that we need, that we've got game changers on the bench.
0: Can you believe Shadogi, based on the end of last season, currently, had Adam Thompson not pulled up, wouldn't have even made the squad? How costly was that sending off? at the end of last season remember that he got sent off we missed the games Happy in the first team in the pre-season games because he knew Happy was going to play in the first league game Happy's been so good such a great Dan player. Happy owns Danny Rose at least a pint so Danny Rose was the Northampton striker who went up and got an Ogie space remember Ogie went and pushed him over got a red card and hasn't been able to get in them. Dan Happy you owe you owe Danny Rose at least a pint <laughs> at least a pint he's yes, Stevenage but... now <laughs>
1: but i think that 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 like, i've always rated dan happy i know some people prefer shad to to dan but i've always rated dan happy he reads the game absolutely superbly and his range of passing is for me one of the best i've seen and I, th- I i highly rate dan and i don't know whether he'll stay with us next season or the season after or or what but you know it's good to see him doing well it is a shame that shad isn't in the squad but you know, there's only one left centre back
0: great headache for Richie Wellens absolutely to have. so I was, I was happy with that I mean if you'd watched Richie's yeah. post or pre-match interview and Martin's interview they alluded there were two injuries mm-hmm. so to see only one with Theo out which we all knew was happening I think we're all, all happy with that but for me I've got to say so two of you on the wing he's not a winger no. he's not a left forward right. he's a centre forward so yeah. I thought we might have seen Duke McKenna play in, in place of Theo from what I'd seen I oh, thought Ant Georgie, to be honest he's Ant, a left winger Ant only wasn't even, I even the making the squad no. so I knew Duke McKenna would make the bench but I thought he might get a cheeky start ahead of Saturi but you know he deserves his chance in the starting eleven. however it's not in the right place to get the best out of him and obviously we'll talk about his contribution to the match. Is it not a
1: bit odd that we've got lone players on the bench versus our own players and uh, and if Ant Georgie really isn't good enough to be on the bench, then why did we sign him? do you know what I mean? That's yeah, a, absolutely. I mean he he but was
0: quite an early signing in the summer, so I guess he might have been signed for it. he might have got a great deal on him, might have got him for cheapest chips and he's he's good he's good to have around potentially. Mm-hmm. But but no, if Duke McKenna or Duke McKenzie is a better player than George, no absolutely not. No yeah, it's, it, it it, it's on the club. It's on the club for signing player who's not that good then. Yeah, for but me. then Duke McKenna is
1: obviously a more of, like you said earlier, is a more of a utility player who can play anywhere in the midfield or, or sort of up top or at right
0: back. Yeah, it'll be so, interesting to see in the, yeah. next, in the next game who takes that spot if Theo's still unavailable. Uh, but we had lots of tweets, actually, uh, when that team was announced. Safe hands, zero, 0 said, hopefully we won't miss Theo too much. I think he's very important for us. Will Royal play on the left as a like-for-like like replacement question? Yeah, think. Len Chin Chin
1: one said, seems like Richie intends using the new players in the second half. I hope the squad defends well. Avoids yellow cards and are direct and positive in front of goal. Another win is of paramount importance to continue the good run of form against strong opposition.
0: Yeah, Lewis Firan scores nothing but a win today. This is a strong squad. Yeah, Mark Royals six three eight nine five oh nine said Ogie has been too
1: has been much too casual when given a chance. It's the right message unless he's injured if we're going to set standards Yeah, Paul
0: Ravens 39 so completely unsurprised Oh, he's been left out in the squad not sure what's happened to him since last season but he's nowhere near good enough currently yeah so the match got underway in a very warm E10
1: with the O's looking to continue their excellent start to the season and we're going to fast forward to the 11th minute Paul Smith won a corner from which George Moncur had a volley that went wide
0: yeah decent take there from George Moncur just well wide of the goal 19 minute in O'Connor had an effort that went over the bar from close range. Two minutes later, Idris El Mazzouni fired a shot over the bar. That trainer effort all came from Vigeroe having a poor clearance and inviting pressure on ourselves. Thankfully, that one came to nothing. Yeah, Orient took the lead in the 36th minute following a
1: move that started deep inside our half. Darren Pratney passed the ball to Paul Smith on the right wing. He crossed the ball into the box. Dakers Cogley stuck out his boot. To, uh, to block the cross, um, but unfortunately, well, fortunately for, <laughs> for us, but unfortunately for him, uh, in doing so, diverted the ball goalwards, which beat Dewan uh, and put the O's 1 0 up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're top of the league, you get lucky, right? That was a complete. That, a complete l- that could have yeah. gone anywhere. I, w- I yeah. will say that started with vigor, literally starts from yeah. the back. Yeah. And again, a pass move, a quality cross from Paul Smith. I think their keeper should have done better. He seems to kind of look like. Be like just frozen on his line for ages until he makes a move for it. But you know when things are going your way, uh, they're going your way. So absolutely right, and that's the second time in
1: as many games that that's happened for Paul Smith. Happened against Colchester then a couple of weeks ago. Did not happen against. It didn't happen against Hartlepool last week. So it's Colchester I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. So you know it's just like you said. When you're at the top, you get that
0: luck. Absolutely. When you're not, you don't. Love to see it, love yes. to see it. Nothing else to mention in the first half. That's how it stayed with the O's going in. 1-0 up at the break. Yeah, so the attendance was
1: 6,578 with 388 away. And I'm reliably informed that the club now do not count bums on seats. They count tickets sold. Oh, OK,
0: Mr. Reliably informed. Good to hear. Just
1: to let you all know that the club are now counting tickets sold for, this game, for the games, not necessarily... Bums on seats, which is what apparently the Premier League teams do, okay,
0: all the time. All right, so second so nice half crackling. got underway. No changes for the at half time. Two minutes in, Paul Smith was booked for retaliation after he felt he was fouled. So you mentioned bookings. That one seems a bit silly. Yeah, he he was fouled and didn't get it, and then retaliated.
1: Um, there you go. Taken from the club's Twitter account. Uh, in the forty ninth minute, brilliant from Smith down the uh, Smith down the right wing darting in and beating his man before winning a corner with a blocked cross. From the corner, the O's went close as Dewan made a diving save. El Mizuni fired the ball back in, but it was blocked by the Tranmere players, and the chance was gone. Yeah,
0: 52nd minute, first Orient sub. So brought to you, he got an injury, had to come off. On came Aaron Dryman. Yeah, some outstanding defending from Dan Happy in the 56th
1: minute. You'll see this in the highlights. Lawrence Vigarou made a good save to deny Dolan, but the ball was loose. Happy read the ball, read the read the game perfectly, was able to get to the ball first, make a block and clear the danger as Nevitt and Hawks from Tranmere were there ready to pounce. Although I listened to Mickey Mellon, um, his post-match afterwards, he seemed to be a little bit um, like why weren't we there quicker? Why wasn't it our guy getting? The oh ball really? In? Yeah, he was okay, bemoaning his side. And I read a lot of Tranmere fans like, get rid of Mellon, nothing's changing, get him out, he's no good. Oh, okay. like, How long's is this going to keep going on for? Blah, blah, blah. And he's bemoaning the fact that his players are body language, heads down, weren't winning their battles, all that kind of stuff. So really interesting that our perception of Tranmere were pretty good on... I'm yeah. not coming, cutting a corner here, but just while I think of it, and, and yet... in. In the Tranmere can is not happy? Okay, so I, I, it's interesting. Sorry that that Happy gets there first and their
0: men die. I feel for, as an Orient fan, that was a good piece of defending. for very happy. I guess if you're a tram fan, you go, "Why are forwards reacting quicker?" I, I do think do looked like he had it covered, so maybe it was the element of surprise that he pushed it back out where you would expect him just to take it. Take it. it. Yeah. But again, like we said, luck plays a massive part. If we were down the bottom, one of those two players gets there first, pokes it in because we're doing well. Happy gets a foot there first. Yeah. And gets, because
1: we're sharper and because we're not like oh it's going to happen Wow, well, it's, it's when you lucky in you lucky. in 59th well done, minute here we
0: mentioned it at the top of the show club doctors had to go and attend a medical issue in the south stand we all thought the game would be halted it wasn't a referee let play go on but thankfully like we said the fan is all well just a bizarre another bizarre incident mm-hmm. at the Orient thankfully one that didn't end uh, in tragedy 63rd minute Kane Hemmings flashed an effort wide of the post, a well-delivered cross came into the box. I mean, it's surprising you say that, a train have had chances in this game. Yeah. It's not like they haven't tested Viguer. Yeah, they've 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 had a few efforts. And on, on another day, he could easily put two or three past. Absolutely. Just to come back to why the game didn't stop, there is a new EFL yes. rule
1: that says that the game needs to carry on. And like Richie Wenner said in his post-match interview, like why 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 does the game need to go on? Like why can't it just stop for a couple of minutes? We can just make sure that that. That person is okay, and then, then we can carry on. Yeah. Um, it doesn't happen very often, although the frequency of which it is happening, since Christian Eriksen passed out on the pitch, seems to be becoming more frequent now, I've noticed. Um, but anyway, yeah, it happened at Newcastle recently as well. It's happened a few um, times at a few grounds. So. Yeah, so let's crack on then. Uh, glad to hear that your sister is doing well, Jamie, uh, again, and we wish her well. Charlie Kelman went close in the 68th minute, but his header hit the top of the crossbar after Drinen found him with a cross. I think speak in my WhatsApp group with the guys that were around us. Like they're quite disappointed. Like he should have done better there. And when you look at the replay, when you watch the highlights back, largely he's unchallenged. Yeah. There is a man next to him, but he is unchallenged. He'll be disappointed that he didn't do better with that. Oh, a million percent. He, he should have done started. better. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I
0: think something I know in the build up to that. Players making the right choices. Moncur does excellently before the cross. Before the ball gets to join and watch Moncur in the build up. Does amazingly well. Dryman's crops is literally on his head. It's like a Dean Cox special, on it? Yeah. Literally on his head. Yeah, Kelman should have scored that. i will be disappointed. So, yeah, still 1-0 at this point. 73rd minute. More yeah. subs for the O's. The second and third as Darren Prattley and George Moncur came off. They were replaced by Jordan Brown and Craig Clay. Yeah. I think, I think they're two subs that Richie Wendings likes making. I Great. think we'll see that throughout more. the season. Whether Clay gets back in the team and it becomes Prattley on for Clay... Is yet to be seen, but around the 70th minute he likes to freshen up in with those three midfield and go right two out. Two in. Yeah. The
1: O's made it two-nil in the 85th minute as we managed to keep possession following a throw in. El Mazzuni got the ball to Charlie Kelman. He found Paul Smith with a superb pass. Smith made no mistake from a decent angle to drill his shot past the keeper to make it 2-0. For me, the build-up to that, that is a superb goal. Great technique from uh, from Paul Smith there. Well done to Idris for the initial pass that set that that on its way. Fantastic team goal.
0: Took it well. Yeah, Took it well. Good assist. Yeah, wrapped the game up. Yeah, what you love to see. Really drilled it in. I see the summer sort in front of the south stand. Again, Mr Smith, but do not do yourself a damage. Please look after your hands during doing that one. So that was 2-0. Seven minutes of added time were added on. And the O's made their fourth and final sub. It's Charlie Kelman. Was replaced by Stephen Duke McKenzie. Yeah, but with nothing else of note
1: to really report. The referee brought the match to a close as the O's maintained their unbeaten run, taking all three points. As rocking all over the world bled out across the stadium, as Richie Wellens' red and white army made it six wins out of seven. And, and my Theo can't stop singing that Richie Wellens song. Good. Long may that super Richie Wellens crack
0: Long may that continue. So we've got Richie Wellens' interview. Although it's on YouTube, we are going to play the first minute. 45 as it gives a good description of Richie's thoughts on yesterday's game. So here's Richie talking to David Da.
2: Richie, congratulations. Your side, now that I think the only team in League Two unbeaten. It was a, a big performance, worked hard. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was a hard performance, great win. Great win, hard performance against a team that, you no, know, I was buzzing when it changed from a diamond because a diamond with, with two strikers causes you, calls you problems. You know, in the first half, we, we isolate too many people um, in our build-up and we play into, into the, their diamond so many times. It was unbelievable. All our work yesterday, we didn't know if he was going to play a diamond, but 4-4-2, when he played us at the end of last season, we were pretty comfortable in, in playing against. the diamond's a problem. It, give, it gives you a problem. So um, the only time, or a couple of occasions where we got it right, where the ball goes out to TJ, it was a little bit deeper, and one of their eights jump... Their tennis is too slow in getting across to Darren Prattler, who can then run into the space because their fullback's being pinned. We get out of the pitch, we get to Paul Smith, we cross it, okay, it's an own goal, but the, the principles are there. And the principles weren't there for, for, for enough on enough occasions for, for my liking. Um, and we, we turned it into a second ball game. They'll finish in around the playoffs because they're good at second balls and they can, they can press you. And and, and and they've done that for the last two or three years when they've been in this league so they're, they're a good team difficult to play against Was really well organised and um, we struggled at times to play against that in the second half that was a long answer isn't it in the second half survival mode for 15 minutes of the, the, the first 15 minutes of the second half we're on survival mode can't win second balls bit of a basketball game with probably they having more attacks than us without Loz ever getting tested and in the 20, last 25 minutes of the game half an hour Good decision after good decision, put the ball in areas, and I was really
0: pleased with the last half. Now, so that was Dave Victor talking to Richie, super Richie Williams, I'll call him, uh, after the match. Thank you for sending that over, Dave. The full interview can be found on the club's official YouTube channel. So that means league table we have played seven, won six, drawn one, lost zero, goal difference of plus 10, 19 points. Laying on it, sit proudly on top. ...of League Two. So, Beardy Lejande, your views on yesterday?
1: Yeah, to win when you're not playing at your best... ...is a sure sign for me of a good season ahead. Paul Smith is not a League Two player. For me, he is a gift to us from the football gods. He really (laughs) is. I know that's a really bold thing to say... ...but he's such an important player for us. He can turn a game on its head... He can turn a player and be gone before the guys even realise what's gone on he's just unbelievable and if we can keep him fit he'll help us out of this league no question or a doubt he'll be one of the crucial pieces of our puzzle if we can keep him fit and I know that we were very critical of him when he first joined us and how he was in the side out the side in the side with his hamstrings and tight this and gone that and all the rest of it but when he's managed properly and he has a full and proper pre-season and he's playing with other good quality players like he will be our key to to unlocking that that promotion that we need to get this season credit to all the players for their high energy and high press opposition players really don't like it and can't handle it so it would always be a good weapon for us to keep using and I read a lot of the Tranmere fan comments and they want their manager gone as I as I said earlier, they're not very happy at all and their manager was far from happy with the attitude of the players in, in the game as well. Three points, top of the league, clean sheet, minimal injuries. Obviously, we wish Ruel and Adam Thompson well. And I can't believe how enjoyable this season has been so far. I'm not getting carried away. <laughs> <coughs> not getting too high with the highs or too low with the lows. But at the moment, being a late Norton fan, it's actually
0: quite enjoyable. <laughs> it certainly is. Yeah, for me... Another good result. On paper, I think this was the one I was looking at, going, this is probably going to be one of the toughest fixtures so far. And again, we've come through it unscathed, relatively easy, three points, comfortable. Another clean sheet, another addition to the goal difference of another plus two. So really happy uh, with that one. I mean, I wasn't there. I think that's evident um, if anyone looks at my social media posts. Two things, though, working in our favour. First of all, we just have a bit too much quality at the moment for our opposition. You mentioned Paul Smith. Paul Smith has got quality in abundance, whether it's running at a defender, whether it's whipping a crossing and the defender can't handle it, or whether it's getting himself into a shooting position where he's going to put it in the back of the net. I think you know it's taken a year, let's be honest, to see the best of Paul Smith. But now we're seeing it and we're all loving it. And I think, like you said, if you keep him fit and keep him available, so no more city yellow cards uh and managing well then we've got yeah a League One ready player easily there. So that's really good. And secondly we mentioned it when we were reviewing the match, but we're having those little bits of luck you know, own goals, our players taking their chances, opposition missing theirs. So long may that continue. So really happy. I mean all in all, you know, I'm delighted, six wins out of seven, mm-hmm. 19 points out of twenty one. We've beaten Mansfield, who will probably be up there give or take, mm. Tranmere, like she said in an interview, will probably be around the playoffs. So it's not like we've beaten the, the teams from 24th to 18th and we're looking at going, well, you haven't played in the one. Like we've played some decent teams so far and we've come through it mm. all with a great mm. goal difference. So wonderful start to the season. Mm. Yeah, you know, we can't get carried away. Eventually we are going to lose, right? We're going we're gonna to lose the game, whether that's next week or next month or in two months. So it just it's important that we don't all overreact once we lose and, and we bounce back. But at the moment, another great performance. You know, only one injury touchwood at the moment to Theo, which is great. Well, Ruel. Yeah, but Ruel is um, not first team at the moment <clears throat> for me. Like So I'm not, I'm not, r- I'm not really too yeah. fussed about Ruel. Yeah. Not to sound too harsh to Ruel. You know, if Carmen gets injured, I'd be a lot more concerned. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so far so good. And the good thing is Rishi is still not... Getting cadway in his interview so being very level headed and critical and mm. need to be critical. And I don't think they'll be bowling in the players will be bowling into training tomorrow, big headed, I think they'll be kept flat and they will be right, Wimbledon always gonna be really tough, that's gonna to be a hard place to go. Let's spend a week getting ready for it and I'm sure come three o'clock next Saturday they'll all be prepared and ready. And I, I imagine Wimbledon will be looking at us going, right, how are we gonna stop their danger men? as opposed to us going, How are we gonna stop Wimbledon? So we play our game, that's yeah, absolutely right. It's absolutely. what we should always do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So cool. one or two very very happy Orient fans here this evening. Two very happy Orient fans. So those were our views, your
1: views, and thanks to everyone who sent their thoughts into our social media accounts. Richie J. Bourne kicks this off. He says, "Tough game, but going to expect nothing less from Tranmere. Not many chances, but did what was needed, and Smith eased the worries near the end." Yeah,
0: Dan Alton two five nine zero. So grinding out wins against decent sides at any level was always a sign of a good team. We really look disjointed about archibald, but perceived lucky opener, lethal finish from Smith to put it to bed. Tougher test will come, we move on. Yeah, SR Barber 1986 had another gritty
1: hard-fought win, but we did it. If we keep players like Smith, Monker and Kelman fit, will defo be up there at the end of the season. My man of the match was happy, an outstanding performance.
0: Yeah, John W999 says so ground out a good result, despite it being perhaps the least fluent performance of the season, Paul Smith. Take a battle. Yeah.
1: Emmy Baker 2001 said, Dan Hap his best performance in an OSHA. Trammier tried to stop us play and we still got through twice. Are we even out of second gear yet?
0: Good yeah, question. Good question. Fintz Howard, 73. So the game a few chances and we looked quite pedestrian in the first half. Second half was more like it and a lovely finish by Smith. Hope the person that was taken ill is okay. And yeah, like we said, they are so thanks for your concern Vince yeah at Boats he said what a fantastic run we we're on a very tough
1: game but a great win and momentum is massive in this league
0: yeah good point there Steve LOFC NUFC so maybe not as creative or sharp going forward as previous weeks but really solid otherwise I think Pratt's contribution so far this season it's going a little under the radar yeah, yeah fair to
1: say Dave Brew 47976911 said a hard fought win when still not firing on all cylinders can't wait to see what happens when we are great to see Drinnen back Happy had a very good game Prattley was immense but if there's a better player than Paul Smith in this league I've yet to see him
0: good point some big players from league 2 have gone now Brendan Thomas Sante has gone to West Brom Albion scored Friday yeah. Harry Curdie, McCurdy McCurdy has gone to Hibernian. some big teams in league 2 have lost their talisman we haven't lost a talisman so we are still, we're still rocking so that can only help improve our chances so yeah, good point there. Record blew up. It's a tight first half, but played better in the second. Thought the ref was poor in many areas. I think we deserved the win, despite playing this slightly narrower formation. Smith is clearly too good for this division. Signs are very good for the O's right now. Yeah, it's painting oriented. A proper team performance against a
1: well-drilled team. Once again, the intensity supplied from our bench is a noticeable factor, whilst also not disrupting the overall shape of the side. Smith, majestic once more, and it looked like Drinan has never been away. I love that. Smith was majestic.
0: He is majestic. Such a strong, powerful word. From the gods of Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Casey Adams, LOFC. So Dan Appy was the best player on the park. Didn't put a foot wrong Unreal performance. Grinding out wins when key players are missing It's what it's all about. Top of the league. This and manager, special. Daniel underscore D44
1: said, thought we were a bit lucky in the first half, but our game management in the second was top-notch. Happy was outstanding. Beckles and Prattley also superb, and a great finish from Smith. Overall, not an amazing performance, but it was good enough. Long may this run continue.
0: Yeah, David Ricard 80 says, yes, yes, yes. Sometimes you just have to win that way, and it's truly satisfying, as we have lost to many, many teams that play that way over the last few seasons yeah I've said it numerous times on the podcast top of the league teams play us we're like why are they top correct good to see our doing that that's us now absolutely spot on
1: BogsDollocks1 said we won ugly most O's teams over the years would have lost that to a hard Tranmere team but under Wellens there is a belief and we deserve to win in the end Viggs had nothing to do all game professional performance when we click, we will be irresistible.
0: Millar, President said, so before the game, I thought this would be a stern test, but a controlled performance by the mighty O's. South Coast, easy win. Tramman never really threatened that we looked good for the win. Smith tormented their defence and Happy looked solid at the back. I mean, the one good thing about Harry Smith going alone now is that when we say Smith, everyone knows we we're talking Paul's about. Who absolutely. We, yeah.
1: Or in Meat Pie I said, just as we did against Crawley in Mansfield, we weren't exceptional, but we are finding ways to grind these games out and win. And that's massive, very satisfying. Not just talented, but organised and hardworking too.
0: Masters underscore James D said, a really important win. You can't always beat your fluent best, and teams are going to come and try and get in our faces. But being able to find a way to win is something we struggled with in the past. But today, whilst not exhilarating, we did just that. Just wait until we click. Kid Sampson Oh said not a
1: performance to wax lyrical about but winning when we're playing poorly is an extremely positive sign must say I thought both fullbacks were unusually dreadful at both ends of the pitch and we improved immeasurably when Ruel was replaced and the
0: final word on this one goes to Len M4 it said the type of game that wins team's promotions a very evenly matched game but one moment of luck and a brilliant finish made a difference like the Mansfield game those three points could be crucial. So those were fan views. Do you agree
1: or disagree with any of the tweets or any of the views that we've expressed in this week's show? Let us know what you think. You can tweet us at Orient Outlook. You can email us if you're not on social media, Orient Outlook at outlook.com. We're also on Facebook, just search Orient Outlook Podcast. And we're also on Instagram. We are Orient underscore Outlook.
0: Podcast you certainly are so time for the Carol Langley Flores prediction league update. Quite a few of you got the correct predictions on this one, so congrats to everyone who said 2 0. Calling out here East 1975, shrimpy underscore boy David Landau 17. That's all those fans and East London XL who all predicted 2 0 and a scorer, so they got four points. That well means done. top of the prediction league as follows already on Changing. 13 points is that tall fans, so he's top of the league 11 points behind him is David Rose 88 and on 10 points behind him is David Landau 17 there's loads of you in the prediction league uh, table that can be found on our Facebook page and as always thanks to everyone who joins in on our prediction league. absolutely see David Landau last week would
1: have been on 6 points he gets a correct score and a scorer yeah. and he's now 3rd I mean I know it's only 7 games in but that's yeah. just how quickly things can change Absolutely. incredible same for that tall O's fan as well he'd have been on 9 points Anyway, moving on to Sunday, the 4th of September. Today, as we record this podcast, congratulations to Dan Happy, who was named in the Football League Papers League 2 Team of the Day.
0: Yeah, also today, the ladies started their new season. They are in the Greater London Women's Football League Division 1 North. a bit of a say. Yeah, I
1: think it's because they split it north of the Thames and south of the Thames right, for okay. London. So we're in the northern section.
0: That's where they're at. They played in Tower Hamlets today at the famous Hackney Marshes. We are pleased to say... The ladies won the game eight nil, thanks to goals from Warsfold, Waif, Almedia, Feldman, Hunt, Lynch, and a double from Bates. A Great start to the season, eight 0 mm. to the Orient. So, some new uh, names there for us as well. Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of turnover so, in the ladies team. So you've got to new see players in. How they do? So a minute, a minute, one hour, zero minutes, twenty-five seconds. Time to wrap up this bad boy. With fantasy Football, yeah, yeah,
1: which I don't do, but you do. Uh, Neil Zussman uh, is top of the Outlook Fantasy Football League. He's got 418 points, only three points ahead of Lewis Fear, who's in second place. Steve has done well. You're in 136th place out of 355, thanks to...
0: Erling brought Harland. Yeah, my man. So, uh, yeah, people can still join that <coughs> if they want to. Say 355 players on the Orient Outlook podcast fantasy. That's crazy, League, isn't it? On PremierLeague.com. It's amazing. So, time for the Ooh. positives and negatives of the week. i done positives last week, yeah. Mr. Levy. So, over to you for this week's positives. Well, there are obviously a
1: lot. We've got another win under our belt, our sixth win, as you said earlier. Yeah. Another clean sheet. I think that's our fourth in seven. Amazing unbelievable that but that's the foundations of winning a league or at least getting promoted. Uh, we are obviously top of the league and we've got a double digit goal difference which is uh, st- staggering. Like we're talk- we're in places where all right 13 14 season we went eight games unbeaten we won eight games our first eight games but you know it's been a long time it feels like a lot's happened mm. since then. Um and we're just in such an amazing spot at this moment in time. Where are we now? Seven, eight games in now yeah. and out of 46. So it's a marathon, not a sprint. Let's not get too carried away. But the early signs are very strong and
0: positive. They are. I think, yeah. I'm pretty sure we're the only unbeaten team in England now. We're certainly the only unbeaten team in the league. I don't think there's, a, I don't think there's any other unbeaten I team Just have a quick in England. Look. I think uh, Portsmouth lost at the weekend to Peterborough or oh, I might be wrong if not I think it's only us and one other team I um, so negatives we do have one negative Royal's injury and Adam Thompson's injury uh, are the only negatives this week so we move on to the Carol Langley florist hero of the week so we took this one to Twitter and nominated the following players off the back of yesterday's performances so we nominated Omar Beckles Dan Happy Darren Prattley. And Paul Smith. We had 201 votes in a few hours. Uh, We had Paul Smith coming in at second with 38% of the vote. This week's winner with 52% of the vote is Dan
1: Happy. Yeah, so well done Well done, Dan. Just to come back on your point a minute ago, both Ipswich and Portsmouth uh, are unbeaten, as in the Premier League, uh, Manchester City and Tottenham Hotspur are also unbeaten. Okay, so bad. There's four teams
0: out of the ninety-two. All right. Okay, not bad company. Not bad company company to be keeping in at all. So next week's fixtures in. just the one fixture coming up for the O's this week. We are going to AFC Wimbledon on Saturday the 10th of September. Short journey across London. and For the first time, we are playing at the new Plough Lane. AFC Wimbledon came down from League 1 last season, currently 15th in League 2. They lost it the weekend, 1-0 to Stockport County. Out of their last five, they've won two and lost three. It'll be a tough match this, so I think it'll be a tough one uh, for the O's, but I think we will be a very, very busy away-end I think we'll pack out I think it's 1500 I think um, that's all we've got and they're already all gone so I think tickets for one we're doing are going to be the Stickers tickets around the Coronation Gardens yeah. on, 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 <laughs> across the week. Absolutely. I think they've
1: had a bit of an indifferent start to the season. They've got a new manager yeah. as well. Johnny Jackson. Feet, Johnny Jackson. My friend at work supports Wimbledon and he says he seems to be a very liked manager by the players. Yeah. I think you just got to get them to click. Yeah. Hope that's not against us. <laughs> Sponsorship reminder, so don't forget, if you're thinking of moving house uh, or moving home, keep it in your own family. Save yourself a few quid by using trusted estate agents Town and Country Essex Call them on 1279 883 or 07528-471-497 or you can contact T&C Harlow or at Charlie underscore Paul on Twitter. So that is it.
0: That is indeed it. Thanks for joining us for episode 292. As your own express rolls on, we are top of the league. So after seven games with a strong goal difference. And that could mean a lot come the end of the season. The transfer window has now closed. It's fair to say it was a busy and strong one for us with so many reasons to be positive. And next week's episode, hopefully, we'll be talking about another win for the O's. So if you're going to Wimbledon on Saturday, sing up loudly and proudly for Richie Wenez's red and white army so if you're listening on
1: iTunes we'd be really grateful if you could subscribe give the podcast a rating 5 star would be great and a review on whatever platform you get your podcast from it really does help people to find orient podcasts and the algorithms that's just how they work Uh, we're on spotify TuneIn, stitcher you can add to your favorites and that way you'll get all the podcasts as soon as we upload them we're also on smart speakers and the fan hub app so listening to our podcast has got even easier if you've got an older relative a loved one an orient charm someone who's got a passing interest in orient who you think might like to to learn a bit more about the club and what's going on there grab their phone help them download it for them And pass the
0: pod. Yeah, so we'll be back with episode 293 next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.